You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Numbers chapter 25, verses 1 through 3, not enchantments, but enticements. Here on the plains of Moab, we have the final failure of Israel before the conquest of Canaan. This occurred at Acacia Grove, which was on the east side of the Jordan River across from Jericho. They may have heard that God had refused to let Balaam curse them, perhaps from Balaam himself, who would ingratiate himself into their midst by the news, but then work against them in another way. The enchantments that Balak intended did not defeat Israel, but instead they were enticed to sin. While Israel was staying in Shittim, the men began to indulge in sexual immorality with Moabite women, who invited them to the sacrifices to their gods. The people ate the sacrificial meal and bowed down before these gods. So Israel yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor, and the Lord's anger burned against them. So this sin involved both idolatry and sexual sin. One sin leads to another. Purity of life and purity in worship go hand in hand. They were the ones who followed Balaam's advice and enticed the Israelites to be unfaithful to the Lord in the Peor incident, so that a plague struck the Lord's people. Numbers 31.6 tells us that this was brought about by the counsel of Balaam. In a public formal setting he was faithful, but in private he showed his true self. Failing to be able to curse Israel, he gave the Moabites and Midianites direction in how to provoke the Lord's anger against his people. It worked. They didn't face the wrath of Moab, but the wrath of God. God recalls this incident in Hosea 9.10. He says, When I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the desert. When I saw your ancestors, it was like seeing the early fruit on the fig tree. But when they came to Baal Peor, they consecrated themselves to that shameful idol and became as vile as the thing they loved. Friendship with the world is more dangerous than their enmity. Verses 4 and 5, Punishment Ordered The Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of these people, kill them and expose them in broad daylight before the Lord, so the Lord's fierce anger may turn away from Israel. So Moses said to Israel's judges, Each of you must put to death those of your people who have yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor. Whenever we are tempted to think God is being harsh, recall that he has the right to set the standards of behavior for his people. We and they are more sinful than we know, and he is holier than we can comprehend. Sin must be punished. Verses 6-9, through Phineas' response. Then an Israelite man brought into the camp a Midianite woman right before the eyes of Moses and the whole assembly of Israel, while they were weeping at the entrance to the tent of meeting. This was a brazen act, setting an appalling example to others. They would soon enter a nation with cult prostitution. Would they succumb to temptation from the very start? They saw nothing wrong with their behavior, but sinned openly, while others were weeping over the situation. When Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saw this, he left the assembly, took a spear in his hand, and followed the Israelite into the tent. He drove the spear into both of them, 
right through the Israelite man and into the woman's stomach. Then the plague against the Israelites was stopped. But those who died in the plague numbered 24,000. And this is similar to the golden calf incident where 23,000 died. Verses 10 to 13, Phineas commended. The Lord said to Moses, Phineas, son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, has turned my anger away from the Israelites. Since he was as zealous for my honor among them as I am, I did not put an end to them in my zeal. Therefore tell him, I am making my covenant of peace with him. He and his descendants will have a covenant of a lasting priesthood because he was zealous for the honor of his God and made atonement for the Israelites. God is a jealous God. His jealousy is the only valid jealousy, for it is not right for him to share his glory with anyone or anything else. God would have destroyed even more of them if Phineas, Aaron's grandson, had not taken action. He compares his zeal to Phineas's zeal. As a result of Phineas's concern for God's holiness, he was promised an everlasting priesthood through his family line for as long as the priesthood would last. And this is not recorded as an example for us to take personal vengeance. This was already mandated by God as the punishment for those involved, and the leader of the man's tribe of Simeon failed to act. So Phineas, as a religious leader, dealt with the brazen example brought right into their camp. He stood in the gap. He also saved many lives by this action. We should still hate sin like God does. Psalm 106, 28-31 recalls this incident. They yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to lifeless gods. They aroused the Lord's anger by their wicked deeds and a plague broke out among them. But Phineas stood up and intervened and the plague was checked. This was credited to him as righteousness for endless generations to come. So this continued until the time of Eli the high priest. Because his sons sinned in their roles as priests and he didn't restrain them, God took the priesthood away from them. This is recorded in 1 Samuel 2. I chose your ancestor out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your ancestor's family all the food offerings presented by the Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribed for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering made by my people Israel? Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that members of your family would minister before me forever, but now the Lord declares, Far be it from me. Those who honor me I will honor, but those who despise me will be disdained. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house, so that no one in it will reach old age, and you will see distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done to Israel, no one in your family line will ever reach old age. Every one of you that I do not cut off from serving at my altar I will spare only to destroy your sight and sap your strength, and all your descendants will die in the prime of life. Verses 14 to 18, Perpetrators Named The name of the Israelite who was killed with the Midianite woman was Zimri, son of Salu, the leader of a Simeonite family. And the name of the Midianite woman who was put to death was Cosby, 
daughter of Zur, a tribal chief of the Midianite family. So this was a prominent Midianite woman. The Lord said to Moses, Treat the Midianites as enemies and kill them. They treated you as enemies when they deceived you in the Peor incident involving their sister Cosby, the daughter of a Midianite leader, the woman who was killed when the plague came as a result of that incident. So because the Midianites sought their destruction, they would now be destroyed. The plague didn't touch them. They would be defeated militarily before the death of Moses. And this attack will be recorded in Numbers 31. During that time, they would also kill Balaam, son of Beor, who incited this sin. So this incident mirrored the golden calf incident in Exodus 32. That one occurred soon after they left Egypt. This one occurred just before they entered Canaan. That one took them from the high of crossing the Red Sea to the low of idolatry and sin. This one took them from the high of promised blessing to the low of idolatry and sexual sin. That one was met with judgment from God, meted out by the Levites, as well as a plague. This one was met with judgment from God in the form of a plague and action by Phineas, a priest from the tribe of Levi. 24,000 people died in the golden calf incident. 23,000 died in the incident at Baal Peor, although more would have died had Phineas not intervened. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or application to the gospel do we find in this chapter? This incident reveals how quickly and easily we can be influenced to sin. We must guard against this because God still hates idolatry and sexual immorality. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, he says. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Revelation 2.14 Israel was supposed to be a separate nation, but now they wanted to be joined to another nation. We are to be separate from the world. God orders the execution of the leaders in addition to those who were guilty. This is a failure of leadership. Leaders will be called to a stricter judgment. We need courageous leaders to stand up and defend the truth. These events are recorded so that we will learn from them and not repeat them. God was jealous not to share his glory. We should jealously guard our relationship with Jesus. God said Phineas's action made atonement for the people's sin and turned away his wrath, propitiation. He did this by plunging a spear into the guilty parties. We need not emulate such physical violence because God plunged a spear into the side of his son, which turned away his wrath and made atonement for the sins of both men and women. You've been listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson, If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Numbers chapter 26. May God bless the study of his word.